Four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. Matt. E. And Zach. Wow. And uh, we're, we're we're a professional wrestling podcast on the Eavesdrop Podcast Network. Isa, you looked like you were going to talk, and it threw me off. I was going to say, Derek, you brought we we were. I felt like we had an energy going, and then the podcast started, and you decided to decrease. Like but I appreciate. You sounded that. like a, a a Christian trying to swear for the first time. Uh, f- 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 you know what? F- fuck. I don't give a. You, you know what? Bastard. F- f- frig. Fuck. Fuck you. Frig you. Eat crap and die. Did you ever flip somebody off with your ring finger, like seriously? All the time. <laughs> yeah, but like 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 you were serious about it. But oh, I no, used to. I used to flip off the devil when I was a kid. And my mom's oh, like, the, hell the devil, dude. Well, because well, my yeah, mom's like, like, my mom's like, you can't do that. And I was like, no, I'm doing it to the devil. He's bad. He made me lose this video game. It was always when I lost video games. Like, it was always fuck, the devil's fault. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, Derek. Good point. That's fuck why, the devil. That's why I quit believing in God, because I would pray that I would lose, win a level, and I didn't. So it was his fault. Damn, dude. I, oh, that's that's why I haven't gotten further in Elden Ring. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's just the Christian. I mean, you know, that's just the that's just what you're ra- raised to believe, dude. Yep. Yep. Prayer doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to our pro wrestling podcast. <laughs> Uh yeah, this is a pro wrestling podcast. Uh we're gonna I have a question for you guys. We we usually say professional wrestling, so you shortening it to pro wrestling? Oh I did the vibe again. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm off right now. Once we start once we hit once we hit record, my vibe went off. We're a pro graps pod now. It's because what we're about to talk about is a little overwhelming. And is it? It's a lot. I watched 16 goddamn NXT takeovers. Are you ready? Nobody told you to do that. Are I know. you ready? That's Thank a solid point. Triple H might have told him to do that. Yeah. That's true. Um, I mean, also, I, I've also watched all those takeovers. Yeah, but I watched them all cons- <laughs> in a month consecutively. Uh, that's all I consumed unless uh, Russell was here and we were watching something else. Plus I mean, some YouTube videos. Well, it'll be good for it's, you. It's all I watch, except if I watch something else. Yeah. It'll be good for you to get it out, to be able to talk about it now. Because yeah. you, you have so, so much NXT knowledge cracking around in your skull that it's good to voice yeah. it. So this is this is part two of our NXT episode, or three? This is three, three. three. Part three! Um, and here's the thing about NXT. I Like I said, I watched 16 Takeovers. I'm not tired of it. Good wrestling. Not sick of it. 
Good wrestling. Mm-hmm. Good stories. I watched everything I missed up until the uh, first takeover I ever watched at Eastside's house. And then I was just like, who are these guys? Eastside, is that Brooklyn 2? Who's this? Brooklyn 3. Brooklyn 3. That was the one where Cole debuted, yeah? Yeah, yep. Um, and I finished that this morning. And um, it's just good. I mean, it's not all good, but there's a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. I uh, I skipped around a little bit. I skipped some matches just to, like, you know. Ones you don't uh, really give a shit about. Are you saying you did not watch Austin Aries versus Baron Corbin from TakeOver Dallas? Actually, I might have watched that one. Uh, you oh. know who really... Here's a hot take. You know who I really liked early NXT? Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin. Huh? He was usually over. He fucking... Reason. He was like, over and he rocked. His I'd two moves that, were so cool. Main roster... Like, he's one of the first examples of main roster ruining an NXT talent for a while. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, he, he debuted in the, in the Andre at he WrestleMania 32. And then... The summer after that, he just was all he did was come out and get heel heat on the crowd using his trophy. And it was just like, that's what you're doing with this awesome momentum you gave a dude? Like, he beat DDP, Tatanka, and Shaq in a match to debut on the main roster. And then you did nothing with him for like six months. Yeah. And his hair was cool. Yeah. Unblock us, Baron. Now we're defending you. Yeah. Um, also, when I think of Baron Corbin, I think of Elias. Um, oh, Elias and all these takeovers nowhere to be found. Well, he's the drifter. What, yeah, yeah at what point? Drifting. At what point did he kind of just come around? Because he was strumming guitar for too long. Um, that was around Brooklyn too. I want to say because okay. I want to say he debuted around the same time that Ember Moon did, but he wasn't okay. Yeah. He never had a pay per view or a takeover match, did he? No. Uh, so uh, he had there was a taping beforehand, so he was in the arena. Mm. I forgot which one where he was El Vagabundo. Against Oni Lorkin. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. I love that, dude. Whenever a white guy is a lucha, it's just like the most like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, El Generico. Like, Here we go. I mean. Excalibur. <laughs> to be fair, Sam, Sammy's only white passing, but. That's true. That's true. Good. Po- honestly, good distinction. But not Hispanic. <laughs> There's not, but, he's, but still. But still. Yeah. Um, but before we get too crazy ahead of ourselves. Yeah, let's. So let's... We've, we've, to this point, we have discussed the NXT game show era. We yes. discussed the first rebrand where they fucking really crammed in a few seasons there on us. Yep. And they uh, they like to rebrand a lot or at least say it was a rebrand and not do anything, really. <laughs> but where we found ourselves for this episode is staring down the face of the champion Neville from NXT yeah. TakeOver Arrival, right? Yep. This so, is this. Yeah. Take this. No. Arrival is what we just watched. Right. Yeah, uh, that was this the is final. So now he's the champ. Takeover, we got Neville as the champ, right? This is where we're at. TakeOver 1. Okay. Takeover one, um, and so before we hop into Takeover one, yeah, kind of the fallout of um, Arrival is that Bo Dallas kind of snapped, and then he was like kicked out of NXT, and it was some of the best skits ever for Bo Dallas of him getting like drug off like in a golf cart and shit. Um, it was really good, and it was just kind of like almost it was like if you think about it, almost kind of symbolic of like the direction they were heading. It's like fucking Neville, little short jacked indie, like international, like Japanese wrestling guy. And like, oh, the WWE like 
family guy, like fucking <laughs> IRS's son. Wow, ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, ass. <laughs> Peter, I told you not to drink at the stack party. Oh, also, by the way, you know, I mean, of co- I don't know if you're listening. You probably already know this, but we, you know, you may recognize. Big family guy fan. You may recognize Neville now as the bastard pack over on AEW. Yeah, you're yeah. going to recognize a lot of these names over on AEW. <laughs> yeah. Real sad. Um, but no, it's just like, it's kind of almost like symbolic of like what, where they were heading, even though I don't know if they meant to do it at all. It's just kind of like, oh, this is kind of where it's slowly turning. But no, that is a, um, that was really cool. So where I, before we really get into the wrestling and the stories that, that come after NXT uh, arrival, I'm curious at this point, what is the, the backstage looking like do we have Shawn michaels in there yet with everybody is it still just no he's build, very recent is it bill demont running the show and triple bill h demont the still running yeah so bill demont still running the show uh bill demont will be there for a bit um i think he honestly he got like let go in like 2015 2016 somewhere right there and we're still in 2014 yeah um but you have like bill demont fucking red rooster norman smiley like those guys sarah, hardcore legend norman smiley yeah. sarah del rey yeah, hardcore, yeah, Sarah Del Rey's there. Okay. okay. When, when and, the women started wrestling, Sarah Del Rey was there. And okay. Triple H doesn't have both feet into the water yet, right? He's, he's just... He's getting there. So his big thing, because I don't think we... We don't have the performance center just yet. Okay. Like Sammy Callahan was like... It might be just like just like right around here, actually, where the performance center opened. But it's like that was one of his big undertakings of really diving in. And that's when he became like... like executive vice president of like talent and development mm-hmm. and had like a different like executive role than he had before. And so um, this is kind of the era where you start seeing like, Oh, this is triple H's real thing. But so his influence it, it, starts to kind of creep in as mm-hmm. we, as we move forward. It was uh, yeah. Ju- July 11th, 2013 actually when the performance center opened. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, um, it is. Um, it's still got that new gym smell. Yeah, still got the new gym, but J-I-M. Yeah, yeah. new James. <laughs> How sweaty some of those people in NXT were. I'm sure that smell didn't last that long. Yeah, that's probably yeah. so true. What was the uh, the Gator wrestler, Isai? Uh, Skinner. Oh, I was meaning, oh, what's his name from? Uh, Leo Kruger. Break- no, from Breaking Ground. Oh, uh, ZZ. ZZ. He I'm- sweat a lot. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of gator wrestlers. Yeah, how many gator wrestlers are there? One was a gimmick, one was real life. ZZ was a real life gator wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, um, this is just for future, just so I know. Bill DeMott was fired on uh, March 6th of 2015. So we still have Bill DeMott there. Okay. 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 Famous right. ass hat, Bill DeMott. Yeah. And so we're still in the era of they're kind of bringing in guys to the main roster and fighting other guys. It's still very much a developmental show, but it has these little nuggets of like, oh, something yeah. different. Yeah. Um, one thing I really just want to bring up about TakeOver 1 real quick. Uh, we don't have to spend – I don't want to go down each match card. But there's Aww. a match with Adam Rose and uh, Camacho yep. and uh, Braun – is one of the geeks in the background, Braun Strowman. He's yep. in the background, and it's just—it's so weird seeing him as just like a big guy, a Down little henchman controlling his just narrative. So big, oh, especially uh, yeah. um, in in like that era. It's like you would see like 
I want to say in that same one, like with Braun, there was like Dana Brooke, Becky Lynch, Elias, Simon Gotch. My, like I loved like since since we've started the show, Dijak was the security for a little while. Oh, interesting. Like after that was, you know, he was renowned already for having that that PWG match with with Keith Lee and stuff, and it was just like, oh, that's 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 Dijak. Then 16 name changes later, Don <laughs> Dijon. Yeah, is, is T-Bar still in the WWE, or did he get let go yet? No, he's still he's around. Still he's, he's on main event. Like He's on main event having really good matches pretty much every single week. Oh, I watch it yeah. every week. I, there's no way. I, I didn't know. <laughs> T-Bar. Um, but yeah, uh, Arrival was full. Or not Arrival. Takeover. The first Takeover. NXT Takeover. Uh, May 29th, 2014. When was arrival? I guess I can just find that out here real quick. But arrival was in February. Okay, so they're they're still pumping them out every couple months. Quarterly, it seems mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got another like, thing. T- another thing from NXT that you'll see on AEW. Yep, <laughs> that's true. Uh, we got Breeze versus Sami Zayn. Yeah, and so this is still like I love this part of Sami Zayn's journey because this is where he still can't win the big one, and mm-hmm. that like this is a narrative they go off of. Um, until like he wins the big one, and it's just a really cool like evolution in his story, um, and his journey, and that's I think what one of the things that NXT in this time like the television show did really well is it, it was one hour and they taped four episodes at a time. I so, remember that because they were still doing that while we were we yeah, started. They right? were doing that until until AEW started. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And so what was super cool about that is that made you develop long term stories. Because it's like you and you couldn't just change paths real quick because you had four in the can. Like no matter what, like you you had to go by those because they're already fucking there. Mm. Um, and so yeah, the it, dirt sheets are loaded, baby. Yeah, and, and but like who like it, it, I didn't mind knowing what like oh we what know the journey is, but it was more so like seeing like everything filled out with it. It's like oh okay, I can read you know like fucking Adam Rose beats Camacho, Adam Cole seeing, to new NXT champion. Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa wins the NXT title. <laughs> um, but it was... I love that because it, it forced them to tell long-term stories. And then with payoffs having to be a like every quarter and not have, you know, not every month, mm-hmm. um, you would have side stories. You would have, like, little parts of journeys that could take off and uh, then came back to the main road. And then it's like, oh, months later, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that was... And then only having an hour... Just all that kind of stuff to me made it so easy to watch. And it always left you at the end of um, NXT day, Wednesday or Thursday, whichever day they were on. They were initially on Thursday, moved to Wednesday, moved to Tuesday. Um, <laughs> come Tuesday. Come, come Tuesday, Tuesday. Come Tuesday. Um, they, um, it made you want to like really like wait for that next one. Like, fuck yeah, I got to watch this. Because you got little tastes of everything. And then every couple months you'd have a big card like this and you're like, ah, there it is. Or you'd have like the big TV main event matches, you know, stuff like that, which just your, you got to really experience some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got Regal on commentary here at this first takeover, which is, we were treated to that, you know, in real time here, he was, he was doing that um, more recently on AEW, but I, I love it. I, I, Tom Phillips is someone that I've grown to uh, miss as I don't hear him so much on, I, cause I'm not watching the other fucking show he's Can- on. He's consistent. He's he's Michael Cole 2.0. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. But it feels like there's a little bit more of like a person there, depending on who he's in the booth with. 
Um, and and yeah. watching all these, you know who is less grating is Corey Graves. He's oh, yeah. actually really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. But even, I mean, this is way later, but even then he was all like, like when Carmella shows up, he was like, like, uh, just basically talking about how hot she was the entire it time. Hilarious. That's, he was uh, not with her at the no, time. No. Yeah. Right. He was with somebody else entirely. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, it was her gimmick. So like, I was it, say, it, what's her gimmick? I was like, yeah, it's not new. That's not a new yeah. story in pro wrestling. As commentator yeah. finds lady hot. <laughs> Um, I think another big thing from TakeOver 1 uh, is we had Natalia versus Charlotte. And Natalia came out with Ric Flair. Charlotte. No, she didn't. <laughs> Charlotte came That'd out with Ric Flair. Look, I got my notes. I got lots. And I'm not going to use half of them. Uh, Charlotte uh, comes sh- out with Bret Hart. It makes sense. Charlotte came out with Ric Flair. Natty comes out with Bret. And um, it was cool. Uh, Charlotte won and was the champ. And, and I think that was the beginning of the real women's yep. thing. So, Absolutely, kind of. The, the real women's thing. Don't the real women's don't, thing. Don't disrespect Paige and Emma from the one before. That's true. That's true. Also very good. This one yes. I think got more mainstream attention because it was Natty, like, and plus the the Rick and and Brett of it all, like, just like as, added some as their val- to as it. their valets. Yeah, and so like they like on the last one, like they you could t- tell like okay. We have something here we can do. Mm-hmm. And then Paige gets called up to the main roster. And then JBL, the commissioner at the time, um, strips her of the title. And that's why they had the women's title tournament here. Yeah. With the finals and- being Natty and Charlotte. And it was good. It was good. Made it feel important with um, Brett and Nate there. Mm-hmm. And Paige on the main roster beats beat Zelina Vega, right? Yep. <laughs> That's no. confusing as fuck. Don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we want, we want, I was just like, wait a minute. No, it was AJ Lee, the, right? Played by Zelina movie, Vega. Well, in in was, was Florence Pugh beat Zelina Vega. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was she stuffed Zelina thing. Vega into a bear corpse and set <laughs> <laughs> her ablaze. Um, that fucked my brain up for a second. Yeah. Uh, also, Neville versus Tyson Kidd was on the first one. So this is one of the cool things that was happening at this time is that People who weren't doing shit on the main roster were like, hey, like they're kind of doing something kind of cool down there. I want to go to NXT to be able to work with some of these guys, find myself, maybe try some new characters, still kind of be on quote unquote TV. Tyson Kidd was like one of the first guys to really do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You said, I think it's, I, I agree with you and I get your point. I also, but would, I like that you said that thing that they used to do because I'd like to ask you who the NXT champion is right now. Fuck, you're right. It's, it's Big Dolph. Yeah. yeah. By the time you hear this, it's probably Braun Breaker again. Yeah, honestly. No, I mean, he's going to be Universal Champ by the time this comes out. Yeah. yeah fuck, probably. He's beating Roman um, at WrestleMania. He's beating off Roman in WrestleMania. But no, it was super cool because um, Tyson Kidd never really was like a character guy. And he came here doing his fact shit and like actually had some confidence and a bit of charisma. Um, and not just the weird shitty haircut where it was just like... And like two inches of bangs spiked up. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, it was really cool because then he could put his good wrestling to use with it. And this is actually like what helped give him a good second run here after Harry got let go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yeah, Neville won that match. So that was the, the beginning 
Well, yeah. Neville was the champion, so Neville was the he defended his title. Yeah, and so this was also a super cool thing for Tyler Breeze because he's getting that character really off the ground here. Yes. And then getting him in the ring with uh, a Sami Zayn um made it really big because then it kind of showed, you know, your smartier fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, this guy can really fucking go. Mm-hmm. And it plays into the Sammy can't win the big one. Which is just a, a big narrative that goes through like this year about like this pretty much this entire year of NXT is Sammy not being able to win the big one. And then it's literally in December, where we'll get to that one mm-hmm. where he does, but he like has to like go and like absol- like go and like re earn everything. So like people he lost to like in main events of the T V shows, um like Titus Titus O'Neil and Jack Swagger, Tyler Brick, all these guys, he goes and beats in the lead up to then his titles, like his big title shot. I love a good, it's just super cool. I'll take a good long-term redemption arc. I love it. Yeah. It's just so, it's just so fun. It was literally the, like 2014 was that. And it just, again, like plays into that long-term storytelling and then also kind of giving you what you want at the end of it. Like it, it, it paid off. Like we're like, we got rewarded Mm -hmm. for, going on this journey with this guy well, and then and- the, the stakes were were raised too because when in december right for sammy it was like a i will i'm leaving the company if i don't win it at this point yeah like i'm yeah, doing we'll, it's we'll, career versus we'll, title basically yeah, yeah. and we'll mm-hmm. we'll get into all that on the next uh one here because it plays again plays into it there's these different arcs and webs and little notches in people's stories and it's just like that's the thing that was hard. It's easy to distill. It's like that is what made as we go into like the the black and gold era, where like I'm the most familiar as well. But like that's the thing that set NXT apart from anything else going on at the time was like it, it was long term story building, but not in a way that got like grading or that felt like it got d- distracted too often. It felt like even when they were pushing other things, like you were saying, they would have little side stories that would keep things like warm enough that you could heat it up for a, a pay per view. And like they did, they just did a really good job of like weaving like long term stories together that didn't feel convoluted or like that, like maybe maybe it's because they had to film them four at a time, but it didn't feel like halfway through. They're like, that's ah, actually let's change direction. But also, I they, they very well may have done that. I just think of NXT as being way more consistent. It, it definitely and, was. And it, it was, but it's just well, because that's what was happening, you know, obviously at the top of the card. But then it's like. Um, you know, you got fucking Camacho versus Adam Rose <laughs> starting you off, jerking the curtain. <laughs> also, you um you forgot to mention that the Ascension was still not geeks. They were still known as just fucking killers. Oh which, yeah, the Ascension is man, they are all over my notes. Um they yeah, were all I was like, over oh, this NXT. One, they, they beat the the big tag team of Kalisto and um El Local. Was that the, the yeah. local competitor. Oh, okay. He, it's it was Ricardo Rodriguez. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Which is which was the was uh Albert Del yep. Rio's guy? Al- Albert's mm-hmm. Albert Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Big uh, Al Del Rio. Albertson's Del Rio. <laughs> I I've it's an part of like an era of like WWE programming that I have like many just like gaps in my like knowledge of, but what the period of time when that guy had a shitty little car i've never learned about but i'm fascinated by because there's a little while where he had a really shitty car cool i like shitty little cars um then we have a takeover fatal four way 
which was on September 11th, never forget, uh, 2014. Uh, my uh, dog's birthday. Aww. Well, but my dog my was dog. born on September 11th, 2001. Oh, wow. um, and Renee Young is on commentary here. Oh, hell yeah. And that was that was cool to hear. Uh, the first match was uh, Sin Cara and Kalisto versus the Ascension, which Lucha is dragons. Yeah, before they were Lucha House Party. I like Lucha Dragons. Lucha, That's a great name. you're you're just getting racist. What? Um, Sin Cara was yeah. never in, Lucha in house, house Party. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. They all just look the same. Well, they're all wearing masks. Yeah, they're different masks and costumes. I well, will, I will say. I mean, to that point, there were literally two different people playing Sin Cara. <laughs> I was gonna say, is, if, 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 I feel like this Vince is the Mc- sec- this is the uh, Hunico Sin Cara. I say so. Vince McMahon. If he if 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 he had have his way, you would just believe that. Oster McMahon. There's one lucha guy. There's just one lucha guy out there flipping. Well, well I apologize. Um, no, that's fine. I'm just giving you shit. This was. Uh, I like as Gabe and I have told you. Sometimes we like to see you squirm with some of this stuff because it's, it's just fun for us. Yeah, and isn't that the real racism? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Rogan. Ha! We've got we're we've, the farthest thing away from Joe Rogan, by the way. So we've we've got uh we've got <laughs> CJ Parker versus Baron Corbin. Baron yeah, Corbin's debut juice, match juice. against fucking Juice Robinson, as annoying as he still is. Mm-hmm. Um and um not only barely only barely better a worker than Baron Corbin. It's actually in a way Baron Corbin's a better worker because he just does big guy shit. Yeah, and it was also 30 seconds. Yeah, but, Corbin um, squashes his ass. Yeah, so I remember being like, oh, like good, like Juice Robinson, like he's getting like like oh this guy's pretty good. Like as far as like when he like left and became a young boy. Mm-hmm. But going back and watching, like, oh, I can see why they didn't do shit with him. Mm-hmm. Because like he was not good. His yeah. show Tay also sucked. That the Jushin Liger slap to the face. Mm. Oh, he did yeah. not have a good one because that's what broke Kevin's nose. Oh, we'll get, we'll get to that later. Um, go on. Okay, there. Real quick, uh, there's a hair versus hair match, which is Sylvester Lafort uh, yep. versus Enzo. This was my first reintroduction to Enzo Amore. And goddamn, I remember how much you, I love that guy. You, you, you saw him walk well, out and you're like, duh. oh. That's Amore. Duh. Not love. Loved. Um, He. Now you respect him. He was a. No. He was a terrible wrestler, but there was something annoying but fun about him. He had something. He had something. Yeah, it was charisma. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. He's a very charismatic guy. Some of the worst Uh, people in the world are. Yep. Uh, Kenta was announced as a new signee. And then they he pops up and they change his name. Yeah, and yeah. so one of the things um, I, I like that they did that because they would do it for like a live crowd and shit. Mm-hmm. Get get a good reaction. Also introduce his name. Teach the fans watching at home like, oh, they're popping for this name. They're gonna associate that. Um, when he got signed, we talked about this before. Hulk Hogan was and Jimmy Hart were in the ring in Japan. This was a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like we. It's easy to forget, like, the Hulk Hogan, obviously, like, one, Matt's favorite guy. Um, mm. That bass playing piece of shit. That Terrence, Terrence from Florida. Um, no, like, he, Hulk Hogan's huge over here, obviously. Like, you know, biggest wrestler of all yeah. time. Japan, he was really fucking big, too, because he was America's biggest wrestler. Mm-hmm. And then there was that mystique for him, and, like came over and had matches with the biggest wrestlers over there. And it was like, 
he it was a different level like yeah at that point yeah he also like did some training and shit like way early in his career in japan um very famously said like he got his leg broken on purpose there um actually so, worked some had some matches with a solid work rate over there he was very strange to watch yeah, he he also didn't use the leg drop over there. He used a clothesline called the axe bomber. Interesting mm-hmm. what happens when you're forced to respect the business. Yeah. Um but no, it's but it's just like they had such big plans for Kenta. Like this was going to be like a huge thing and like they played it up on commentary with the way they signed him with everything. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is a, this is going to be like our international guy. Like they yeah. were just like let's fucking go. Yeah, and they they did the exact same thing they had done with Sin Cara and already regretted again with Kenta. And uh, unfortunately, the NXT parking lot had all their plans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In- injuries would keep him from being the the big deal they they wanted. So but the uh, he was the fir- one of the first big deals, right? Uh, Sin Cara was number one. Okay, okay, that was the first big like Triple H signing, um, and then Kenta. And then next thing you know, it's like boom, boom, boom. Everyone. Like Neville, was Kenta, was was Kenta like, in New Japan? No, he was uh, in Pro Wrestling. No, uh, he wasn't okay. in New Japan until he left NXT. So okay, at, this, okay, okay. at this time, as, especially like the like ten years preceding it, um, ever since Nokiaism pretty much started, New Japan wasn't doing good business. Okay, Noah was the top company. For a while over there. And then Noah fucking self-destructed. Then Noah self-destructed. You know, it's coming back like now to this day, it's like starting to make a rise. But it is um at that time, like in the mid two thousands, especially when you had guys like Masawa and all those guys move over and they jump ship. That was kind of the big like, oh my god, when they started it. Like that's where Ring of Honor stole all their fucking strong style shit from was Noah. Okay. Like, Kenta and like then I went to Kabashi and Misawa and all those guys over there doing their big shit. Um, Kawada, fucking like and that's like where like Samoa Joe and shit like Morishima, the guy who detached Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson's Retina and Ring of Honor. Oh, um, yeah, it's cool. Was this it, so with like Noah? Was it that Noah was way more popular than New Japan in the states, or even over in Japan was Noah kind of more? Um, it was higher regarded than than New Japan at the time. I mean, I'm guessing New Japan probably brought more people, but as far as like regarded, like Noah was the one because mm. this is the era where Antonio Noki was putting like shoot fighters in, and then also um, like having his guy shoot fight, and then the old guard just like didn't want to give up the titles, and oh, okay. so like you start getting in the like we're get- getting into the era where like Tanahashi Nakamura. Um, those guys were doing it. This again, this is like in the mid 2000s. And like right now, like we're in 2014. Mm-hmm. But it's like all that is what you're looking at. You're not, nec- not necessarily looking at the last one to two. They're looking at like this giant body of work. And that's where Noah was the like the one. And Kenta was the guy. Because like, yes. yeah, probably well, a and- very like Western ass question. But did New Japan really start gaining that accolades again when, when Bullet Club sort of started popping off? That's obviously so, very much our exposure it, to it's, it, but it's all kind of um, this like a few years before is when like they had started really going and like Tanahashi and Nakamura were doing shit. Um, oh, okay. You and then you had like when Okada first was like um, back from being a young boy and his experience that was twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, right? And, oh, wow. and so yeah, something like that. And so it's like then that's when he really started seeing like it like finally like hmm. 
It's it's other big rise. It was Wrestle just, uh, Kingdom Wrestle Kingdom Eleven is the breaking point, and that's uh, January fourth, twenty seventeen. Okay, so okay. like all right. So the wrestle business at this point, 2014, 2015, starting to starting to yeah. rumble a little bit. It is, and, it is, and like I said, it, like New Japan had like finally started to gain more traction and getting back up there. But for the years preceding that, like that's why they got Kenta because he was the yeah. fucking man. And one more thing about Kenta for those who don't know. Um, CM Punk's finisher, the go to sleep, is Kenta's move. He mm-hmm. got that from Kenta. Brian's um, flying knee was Kenta's move. Okay, mm-hmm. really? So, okay. Um, so Ring of Hon- early Ring of Honor, they were all watching those those Noah VHS tapes. <laughs> oh yeah. How long was he like signed? Like how old was he when he signed to NXT? Like Pretty how long old. has he been wrestling? Yeah, right. A um, long time. Yeah, because um, he this looks up here. he looks young. Oh, he's yeah. looked exactly the same his entire career. He's okay. he's light, he's one of those guys that like I think got a good skincare routine probably in his late twenties and now yeah. looks much better in his he's probably forty than he did when he was in his twenties. Like oh, yeah. um, he's, he's forty one. Um, he signed um, at thirty five years old. Oh, okay, okay. So he was old. Sorry, as thirty hell. wait oh, thirty three. I did math backwards. That's okay. Um, and he debuted at on um, in two thousand. Okay. Okay. Damn. Okay. Um, Twenty-two year career right now for Kenta, but and still, he's not very consistent. I would say from like his work in New Japan, but when it's good, it's fucking great. Still, I really feel the same way. I love watching a good Kenta match, but they're not all good Kenta matches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes he's sleepy Kenta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm a sleepy Matt. I get that. Yep. Yep. Um. I might. Do we need to talk about Bull Dempsey uh, no, and Mojo Rawley? Yes. Hmm. No, I would absolutely <laughs> prefer that we just hit the big notes because what we're trying to do is is paint the picture of what's going on here. I don't get. No, but the, the, this is actually kind of important to painting the picture, though. Is going card is, by match by match down these cards. Well, no, 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 yes. no. Talking paint the whole about, picture. What's talking about like like this stuff is still things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Like it was like Bull Dempsey. Definitely a, a name I have never heard of before in my yeah. life. But versus Mojo Raleigh, and this was all in service to him versus Baron Corbin, uh, Bull Dempsey. Oh. But it's like it was a minute match, and they were still having these matches on Takeover. So it wasn't like the takeovers we get to know <laughs> and love where it's every like every match is banger. 35 minutes. Yeah, this was a minute and whatever seconds long, <laughs> and it was a squash between two guys who needed to be in development. Apparently, Bull Dempsey uh, also wrestles under the name Baby Huey. So I'll take that. That's sick. I'll take that. I am uh, glad we talked Bull about Bull James. It. Now I'm glad no, we but, talked about it. But it, it's it's important just to know, like, it was still developmental. Yeah, it, yeah. It wasn't like the, we are NXT, the third brand. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Bailey versus Charlotte. All right. I got some thoughts. Uh, for one, without I haven't heard Bailey's theme in a long time. It's so good. I know I hadn't. I rewatched um, the uh, Untold about uh-huh. Bailey Sasha, and just hearing that again, it's like, oh yeah, that was that was good. I like, I like I love heel evil Pam, and I I can't yes. wait for her to be back soon. But yeah, it was it was just nice and like oh yeah, like and same with like Babyface Sammy. It's like man, yeah, they were such legit Babyface. And, and hearing how over the crowd is, like I love the the Bailey's gonna hug you chant. Uh, that's fun. That that's fun. fun. Um. This is yeah. fun. Uh, was this this was Bailey's first big one? Yep. And so Bailey had been like her character is like the super fan. Yeah, Mickey James, but not uh, bad. 
the not evil. Yeah. And so, like she, like you, like you got to see her whole journey, which is, I think, another reason as to why like people got so attached to a lot of these people. Is, like you saw them when they were just job, like job, job wrestlers, and then you get to see them get a character. You get to see them kind of start moving up the card. You see them like, developing as a wrestler and a performer, and then it's just like it was something like so real about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this the point too where like? Because I don't know anyone. I imagine I, I I know all of us feel that way, but I'm sure anyone who's a big wrestling fan is also aware of like the 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 love hate relationship that like there is with the NXT crowd who do feel that sense of like we were here from the very beginning, like we saw these jobbers, you know, we did this blah blah blah. They're they're it's not, not there yet. Not there yeah, yet. Not, okay, we haven't hit the breaking point yet. That no. comes very soon. I'd say yeah. so. And I rewatched it, some stuff, especially around Takeover Dallas. It's starting to creep in at Takeover Dallas for I, sure. Um, so that, that's that's like a that one's okay. I, I really like that crowd. Um, that crowd I think kind of ruined other crowds because they were trying to take like those same things. Yeah. Like how ECW crowds ruined wrestling crowds. Honestly, the Toronto crowd was horrendous. Um, yeah. but no, but um, the Florida is the Florida is the worst. Yeah, full sale. Full sale is good up until they announced that Brooklyn was happening, and then they're like throwing a fucking fit. It's mm. like, oh, it's not ours anymore. And yeah, so, weren't like, they the- complaining when NXT like got bigger that they're like. Now we can't go to Applebee's and eat dinner with the wrestlers. Yeah, Shit like that was that, happening. Yeah, and so no, it's it was stuff like that, like where it was like, and Kevin Owens even in a promo before Takeover Brooklyn even talks about it. That's Hell like yeah. how like the, how like entitled they are. So. You know, I I want know who I blame for it, and it's having seen some of his uh all their behavior and just like attitude and shit in the in the last few years. I blame. Izzy's dad. Yeah. Oh, I can't whoa. wait till I can't wait till Lindsay Dorado beats his ass. <laughs> oh, Is that man. Bailey's the Bailey number one That's fan? Super fans. Yeah. yeah. Who's the, uh, isn't she wrestling now? Or is he forcing her to wrestle? She's she she was wrestling and actually started at a place um run by a notable piece of shit, Chase and Rance. Oh pedophile. Oh. oh no. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Who okay. uh, her dad seems pretty chummy with. Oh, no. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't like this tangent. Um, so I agree. Yeah. Wait, he is the worst. Yeah. Okay. So Charlotte Charlotte wins this match. And then, then we get... So up to this point, Sasha and Bailey are buds. Mm-hmm. Sasha comes out and beats the shit out of Bailey. So, yeah. Because like, this is like where Sasha really starts... You start seeing the turn of the actual boss and her and... Becky Lynch form like a team. I forgot they were Boston Bad. No, what? That's it was. Not a, it was. Um, I think it was BFF. Beautiful, fierce you, females. Oh, they loved those weird names yeah, like that. Yeah, was Sasha um, TNA. It was like Team Bay was the other, or it might have been Team Bay. No, this was Team Bay. Best at everything. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So Beautiful, I, I fierce that, females with Summer Ray. I know that like Bailey wrestled. A, you know, a bit outside of the, the world of NXT and and uh, and WWE, but was Sasha uh, kind of like a, a home built um, mm. person, or was she she, she, did, she out there as well? She did, she did, I think I want to say she was trained at Chaotic. Um, yeah, she was. Yeah, and so no, she um she was not home built. Okay, okay, yeah. Was Northeast, she, but like it was like super early in her career. 
Yeah. Was were Charlotte and Becky home built? Charlotte was. Becky's a weird one. She was she was home rebuilt. Okay. She she had an indie oh, career. Yeah, she because she almost quit. She, she did, did quit. quit. Oh, like okay. what? Three years, three, four years, something like that. Like she quit for a yeah. long time and was a fucking flight attendant. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this from early on in the recording of this show, very show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, All right. Then we got the Fatal Four Way: Zane, Tyler Breeze, Tyson Kidd, and Neville. Yeah, it was awesome. I love um, everybody played their part so well in this. This was another one of those main events, and it's like this where you're like, oh. Main events of these big shows are going to fucking always hit, aren't they? Um, and because it did, it was a great match. Everybody did really well. Um, Tyson Kidd's such a fucking pro. Um, but Sami Zayn and Neville was obviously the big story. Yep. Um, and Neville doing anything he can to win. Um, and I love that. And just like how dejected Sammy looks at the end of it. And like Neville's like, hey, sorry, bud, you know, but you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's my title. Um, it was, it's, it's- just such. Great storytelling. It's one of the only instances I can think of where they did the story of the baby face won't do that little bit they need to win um, and not make the baby face look like a total geek. Mm-hmm. Like, because hi, ba- hi Bailey. Yeah. Hi Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Um, yep. One of the first feuds we probably ever covered on this show. Fucking stick match. God damn it. Oh my God. The stick match. <laughs> We're all mad now. Fuck. We're stop. We're stopping. See you guys. Yeah. Later. <laughs> well, good timing because my audio did just. Oh, my audio cut out for like ten seconds. But no, we're good again. So Sick. that's weird. All right. Hey, good thing I, we talked about the stick match. Yeah. yeah, good thing we got the stick match in there. Yeah, uh, we got takeover our evolution. So a lot happened between this takeover. Yep. And the uh, the next takeover. This was so, December eleventh, twenty fourteen. It was such a great day in my life. Um, I remember it so vividly. Uh, I'm not kidding. Um, so there was two massive signings in this time. Fergal Devitt. Fergal. And Kevin Steen signed to the big bad fed. The big fed. The real and, rock and um, roller. Yeah, weird guns. Captain fucking New Japan. Yeah, Captain fucking New Japan Captain signed to Cuck NXT. New Japan. But it's like these were huge signings, especially with Kevin Owens. Uh, Ke- the he's going to be Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, um, because he was always told he was never going to make it there. Yep. His, um, so much had happened, but he fucking just kept going. And I remember like watching his final PWG match. I remember when the the Bucks and Cole super kicked him out of Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just so happy for the guy. And yeah. then. And um, if you guys don't know who Kevin Owens is, he's the guy who beat the shit out of Steve Austin at WrestleMania this year. So yeah, <laughs> um, I like your future planning. <laughs> we, yeah, uh, this that is before is, WrestleMania. Uh, this is uh, it's just super cool. And so and then also like Fergal Devitt, uh, who became Finn Balor mm-hmm. as we know him. Like I, I got into watching like Wrestle Kingdom like one of the years like he was like. Like in there and like doing really big things and Bullet Club was starting and everything like that. And so I really just was, it was cool to see like somebody like that getting a cool shot. And because Kenta so far, like they're like, okay, we're all in on this guy. Bullet Club was a big buzz in there. So there goes Finn. Uh, and so it's like, oh, they're starting to sign these other guys. And it was, it stopped kind of seeming like, oh, here's one, here's another. It was like, they're bringing in a couple now. 
like you can see like the whole kind of tide shifting of like who they're really signing and developing because you still had some of these other matches like with the Baron Corbins and the Bull Dempsey's and all those fuckbags. Um, but it's like, oh, now it's like all these guys that have been going for years in Ring of Honor, Japan, Independence, like they're starting to get a bigger look. And Which we're going like- to start seeing that on these subsequent takeovers real quick. And I know we, you know, we still got quite a bit to cover, but this has got to be so strange to watch in real time at this time. Cause it's like, wait, triple H is fucking signing up Prince Devitt. Like what? You know, yeah. the, the, well, the wasn't a lot of himself. it. Re- wasn't a lot of it regal. So regal started, like was going to PWG and wasn't it JR? No. Cause like when, so on the last takeover I just watched, JR was on commentary. Mm-hmm. And like uh Mar Ronaldo, his his first show, god damn, I missed him a little bit. Um his first takeover, I should say. But he was like um it was it was a match between two of the ex two ex Indies guys, and he was like, When weren't you when you were going out signing people, weren't you excited to see these two? So okay, was that, that was all fake. Okay. okay. He, he he wasn't in a position like that anymore because Johnny okay. Ace is the one that took his job for that. Oh, okay. Like okay. He signed he signed like Kurt Angle and The Rock and shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, he he signed um a lot of football players. <laughs> he loved this. and his friends. Yeah. Okay, but um also big thing in this leading up to take over our evolution was the Sami Zayn storyline we've talked about. He kind of called out Neville for winning matches by kind of nefarious means. And even like they had like a one on one match and he beats him like on TakeOver uh, NXT TV. And Neville just says, like, it's not like you can't win the big one. Like, you're great. I respect you. We're friends, but blah, blah, blah. Sammy fucking rears back and like slaps him in the face. And it's like, you don't get to tell my story. It's like, why? If I'm not going to be champion, why am I even here? So it was career versus title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neville as the slight heel. Um, he'll do anything to win. Sammy, the heart of gold, baby face, won't do anything nefarious or take it to that next level. Um, and that was the big story coming. And can Sammy win the yeah. big one or is his career done? And a thing I forgot to mention, he was uh, he debuted as Scott Sammy. That entrance was from day one. A lot of people's entrances changed throughout. No, his, his, his theme song was like, this is where... It, this is where it changed because he used to have a weird little like it's like oh yeah he was just he was just dressed ska yeah, yeah. Okay, but then okay. he got this song with like the the ska the, the horns but um yeah this one starts out yeah so fucking perfect like they have a cool video package yes. like with Kevin Steen and he was Ooh. like he was in a t-shirt and he was in his shorts and like I was so happy to see that because that's Kevin Steen. Like, that's who he is. They just said that he was coming. They hadn't, like... And so then uh, Kevin Owens... I love when he decided to make his decision to do that because he was on a podcast. He's like, I thought I was supposed to wear a singlet, so I put on a singlet, and it felt stupid. I didn't like wearing a singlet. And so he cut cut sleeves off the shirt he was wearing, (laughs) turned it inside out, and actually duct taped it (laughs) and did shit like that. So that was super cool. But, um... I love the way it starts out too, because it's like showing the crowd random music hits, yep. but then it shows the name. Fucking Kevin walks out, tears in his eyes. It's just like, 
Yes, yeah. let's go. It's it's. I so watched cool this last night and like because I I got goosebumps like talking about it instantly. So. Like you're like, oh, this guy's a bigger deal than everybody here. Mm-hmm. Like you feel it, and it's. I mean, I could be my bias because Kevin Owens uh, is one of my favorites, but no. you you no. can feel it. And this was at yeah. Takeover Three that that Owens debuted. Yes, uh, our evolution. Our yep. evolution. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um. And so he fights against uh, CJ Parker. Juice. Uh, yeah, CJ Parker. Juice Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um. Quick match, but it was just super cool to see. Also, this is the debut of Corey Graves on commentary. Okay. Um, he had been concussed by Sami Zayn mm. and after already having concussions. And so it was like concussion, concussed again, post-concussion syndrome, and just couldn't get cleared. Uh, apparently cleared now, so good for him. Glad yeah. everything's good with his head. But this is where he debuted on commentary. So it was Rich Brennan, Alex Riley, and fucking um, Corey Graves. What a weird commentary. Book. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it was really fun because I was watching parts of this last night. Um, commentary literally felt like they were like, like it was like video game commentary for a second up parts because it was just like, what do you think they can do to win the match? Like, well, they need to focus on their plan. He's in a but precarious that, position. It's like they didn't have like the banter down for the beginnings of matches where not as much to call and talk about that. So it's mm-hmm. like they were finding their footing, but um, it was great. Kevin was great. I was so stoked. I remember, like, this is before we found out who Drake was as a person. I remember just being so stoked, too. It's like Drake Younger in there with everybody. It's oh, like, yeah. It's another indie dude that made it, even though he was a referee. Hey, man, he it's just like, cares about the children, okay? This, yeah. yeah. This is a little side tangent. I think we should do an episode on refs. I, think I would love to. Be, oh, my gosh. Actually, I, off podcast, I have a great thing to okay, talk about. Cool, today. cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, then we got Lucha Dragons versus the VOD Villains. Uh, the VOD Villains, Aiden English uh, from uh, Rusev Day and uh, Simon Gotch from Simon from Gotch. Bering Bering Angela 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same page with that. Um, they look tight. Their entrance is perfect. Good gimmick. They... They're yeah, absolutely perfect NXT. They make gimmick. it look like an old timey, like like from the twenties, like Fonda. 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 Yeah, it's it's sick. Uh, that's all the time. Catch us, catch cat. That's all the time that that needs. Um, we got Dillinger versus Corbin. Um, this is before the ten guy. Yeah, he was just a guy. I yeah. love it. It was like Man. this is still who he is. Yeah, and one day Corbin would go on to uh, pin. Uh, Ty, Ty Dillinger in a triple threat match so that AJ Styles wouldn't have to uh, eat a pin to Baron Corbin for the US yeah, title. Smackdown. Yeah. Um, uh, Ty Dillinger's one main roster pay-per-view match. He had another, I thought he had another match but it might have been pre-show against um, Aiden English. Okay. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Corbin's interests rocked. Corbin was sick. The, it was like, like the, the motorcycle and it was before the five-finger death punch. Man... Corbin, Corbin was sick. Well, his original NXT theme and then the theme, his second one that he took to the main roster were both yeah. really sick. And his Titantron when he came to the main roster, all of it was really sick. They just his packaging was so much better than everything else. Which was also his three moves: the the he did the deep six, the Rocks. end of days, and the Rocks. boss man. Rocks. He also mm. seemed to. He kind of got pretty. It seemed like he got pretty fucking full of himself, but he was also probably always full of himself. Um, if you watch Breaking Ground. Scott Hall's encouraging it. Oh, okay. Of course, dude. Mm-hmm. Shout out Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. R.A.P. 
say, you know, ob- yeah, Scott Hall, much better worker, obviously, than Baron Corbin. And, and you know, just, like, greater in so many ways. But Baron Corbin has some similarities, too. It's like, Scott- he's going, he's never going to win the world title, even though he sh- kind of should have at the height of his heel run, you know? Like, it, like in a way, and they're both just big dudes who are better workers than a lot of big dudes, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's interesting. It's I hadn't thought about that, but I could see that for sure being like a we a, di- a difficult comparison, but one that makes some <laughs> sense. Just the same amount of coolness, I'll say. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm just All right. kidding. Fuck but, you, dude. Uh, Finn and Hideo Tommy versus the Ascension. That's so fun. this was uh, fin- de- debut of the yep. demon. So Finn's like match debut debuts the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, he just and it just fucking. It just was great. You can just tell like what they were gonna do with, like, like with those guys there. It's like, oh, they're about to push him to the moon. Um, two things I always remember from this: number one is the promo where Finn's like, "I'm gonna show you something you've never seen before." His dick. It's, it's like you could tell like he hadn't like, like he was still kind of probably getting used to like the WWE promo style, not just being able to say fuck and yeah. just yell. Um, and then also when they come out, when Finn comes out after the whole demon thing. And this shot of the ascension, and it's just Connor looking like, "What the fuck, bro?" This just is our knowing, thing, dude. it's just like knowing, like, "Ah, oh, fuck, we're we are so done." <laughs> immediately put over the demon so huge because the ascension was over as the like Demons. the creepy, you know, the mysterious, yeah. creepy, mysterious, weird thing, and then to have them be like, "Oh fuck!" Like it's like in a weird, like I don't know, like X Files episode or something where it's like you think this is the conspiracy, but oh fuck, here's the big conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, Finn and Hideo win, which rocks. Um, Hideo. Because the Ascension was pretty dominant at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost a couple times, and that was the, the titles and then this match. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte, Sasha, great match. Hold on, hold on. Renee interviews Roman Reigns for winning uh, Superstar of the Year, yep. and Roman cannot talk. He no. sucks. He has come such a long way. Recently. It's fascinating. Recently. But, He's on God mode, son. <laughs> but yeah, that was just a side thing. Uh, yeah, Charlotte versus Sasha was really cool. Um, and just seeing the evolution of the women's division. Well, seeing um, the evolution of Becky Lynch. <laughs> like, oh, she was she was, dancing. Such, she was just such a little baby looking. She looked so young. No, I'm just talking like from the beginning of like wherever we were to at this point in NXT, just seeing the fucking evolution it, it's semi-main like it's like they're treating it with respect yep and that yep. was the kind of the big mm-hmm. thing is like that's all they did was they showed respect mm-hmm. and it they, followed they, hey they, aw w- fucking learn anyway <laughs> yeah but like at the beginning like there were a few really good women workers there there was there's was Paige and there there's emma charlotte was athletic and turned into one um bailey and sasha like came around you know like not long after and then they sent like natty down but as a division, you still had a lot of people who were really Oxana. green and weren't quite there. But what they did was they treated the division with the respect that, like, just women in general deserve but don't get mm-hmm. in this world. And they didn't do the shitty thing of, like, well, if their matches were better, we'd right. treat them better. Like, oh, they'd get more time if they had more storylines getting over. Like, they treated, treated it with that respect, and then everyone just fell in line going, like, Oh, if you present something like that, people will, like, agree mm-hmm. with you and see it. Like, there might be stragglers who take a while, but, like, 
you just show it that respect and make give it that like time and care and the fans will get on board and then it'll rise up to the occasion yep uh then we got sammy versus neville sammy loses he ends his career so it's just it was just a just back and forth match the crowd on fire for sammy um and then it just it was a, an emotional roller coaster. They told such a great story of the in the ring mm-hmm. of Neville will do whatever it takes and um he will hurt his former friend and it doesn't matter because it's all about the title. Yep. And then Sammy is just the the ultimate underdog from the underground. Um, <laughs> um and then um he he won't quit and also like he won't sell out his morals and like what he believes in and mm-hmm. like, it's such like a good baby face it's easy story it's yep. so pro wrestling yep and they did it right uh there's two ref bumps sammy never cheated to win or tried to gain the upper hand uh, on something like that um neville did twice ends with then sammy <laughs> sammy like almost getting pinned by when neville was just using like the belt and everything and just trying to roll him up and hold the tights it's the Huluva kick, and it was just like you actually get rewarded as a fan. And then the baby face gets rewarded. We spent a year with Sami Zayn on this journey, and at the end, it all pays off. Yep. For him. The stakes were never higher, and he yep. came through. The entire locker room comes out and congratulates him. Come, yeah, Kevin you, you comes get, out first and gives him a big old hug because they're friends. Yeah, they're crying, and it's like all this emotion. You have guys like Pat Patterson out there. Again, just showing, again, it's presenting things a certain way. So everybody believes it. It's like, oh, this is a big deal. Um, and so you just like you believe it because everybody's out there. Pat Patterson's out there. Um, they put him on his show. Hey, a champion. <laughs> it's banana. Um, and so it's just super cool. I'm gay. <laughs> that, um, that's literally what he said on the Legends House. It was like almost exactly word for word that and that inflection. He'd been out to all of them for <laughs> like. 30 plus years it's still it was still a big deal i think for i they realized like oh this is him coming out publicly and that's that was like the touching thing it was a real moment but at the same time the beginning the initial reactions you could tell them like guys pat's about to pretend to come (laughs) out to you and they're like we've known (laughs) yeah we like we stayed at oh what was his partner's name fuck i can't think of it but had the same partner as like yeah. Cole, yeah. Like, until he Least died. Secret, secret in the wrestling business. Yeah, yeah, but just, just like, like we used to stay at their house. Yeah, like we know. Um, um, but it was fantastic. Yeah, like they it was sh- a giant celebration. Then yep. NXT they does keep, its thing. They keep showing Kevin like in the background, and he, then like he's happy, he's happy. Then he gets those dead eyes that he still gets to this day that he probably got well before then too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, you can. Why is you my can name tell something something is happening and uh kevin kevin turns on his friend the so they do, he was friends on the for sig- two seconds they do the signature they're walking oh, out they, did, arm they arm. did do the signature and then you're just thinking oh my god um you're like oh what a great moment um it's so cool so cool can't wait to the eventual match well we'll get it real soon because he <laughs> fucking throws him down <laughs> yeah. power bombs him with the most frightening fucking apron powerbomb i've ever seen because uh, it was like he was mm-hmm. fucking vertical when he took it was um, it on the hardest part of the ring uh it was and you could actually see where the mat and like the ring actually were separated there <laughs> and it was it, it looked painful well, it's funny. Yep. i was looking i was looking at this and it's like uh so up to this point seth rollins had it for 133 days 
Got up there. Neville had it for 287 days. Sami Zayn, 62 days. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that brings us to a takeover rival February 11th. A lot of 11s. Interesting. Uh, February 11th, 2015. Yep. And so the big, the big thing here, obviously Kevin versus Sammy. Um, they're also starting now like the, uh, big push of Atami and Finn Balor, obviously, mm-hmm. um, because it is, those are the next guys. And yep. it's like you, this is one of the big things here, and this for the next couple of years, this is exactly what happens. You get the push, you win the title, you win the big one, you lose the big one after a bit, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. You tell as go, as going in a raw podcast, someone says you teleport, you teleport away. Some some guys in NXT would stay stay around for the rematch to do the favors, but then like half the time they literally would just lose the title and teleport <laughs> away and never yep. be mentioned again. And so that was kind of like the thing here. And so like they had like a big tournament for the number one contender. The final was the one that was here. Um, so then we'll just jump in. Uh, Tommy beats Tyler Breeze. Uh, Tyler Breeze, the consummate professional. He was like the the job guy that could beat the other jobbers, but mm-hmm. would lose the big name. Um, also had a character, and I think at this point was supposed to be fired like three or four times. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He escaped being fired one million times. Damn. Uh, then uh, Corbin and Dempsey. Rematch that we were all waiting for. Yeah. Uh, Corbin's first loss was to Bull, and uh, then Corbin beat him. Hey, good uh, stuff. Good stuff, baby. Yep. This seems uh, so. This is the, uh, the, the first. And is this the only time we've had a fatal four way with the four horsewomen? Yes. Only time it's ever it's happened. It's the only time. So wow. this one was mm-hmm. fucking Becky Lynch's coming out party. Yep. And I remember like with the, the wrestling group I was at on Facebook, like there was me and one other guy like, just wait, Becky Lynch is going to be good when she was step dancing, doing the weird head banging shit. Like, but it was when she was just trying to find herself. Um, and then she did in this one. And this is like, everybody gave her respect. And again, it's one of those things is like, They've made this division feel important. They made it feel like it's on the same level as like the men's title. It's like, hey, it's like main, semi-main kind of shit. And it's like, okay, cool. It's like this is on the same. And so you can have somebody kind of stumble and fall a little bit and then find themselves. And everybody's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, it's cool. Instead of just like trashing it and it's gone, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh I just like this match. Like I'm so glad. Like the four of them were in a tag match um, mm-hmm. once, but I'm so glad that we haven't had yeah. this rematch yet. It's pretty impressive. Like, it's impressive because, that it's but, held off this long. It's probably because Vince McMahon doesn't know that they've anything about the four horsewomen. No, I think I no. He, this is the yeah. one thing he does know. This is like the four horsewomen is like the one women's thing. Big he money gets and this is a best, this is yeah, a WrestleMania yeah. main event. And this is. Um, and he's waiting, and he's for, the waiting right for like for Ronda to not be available, and like like Ronda is even though Ronda and is taking the place of this match, she's he knows that that's bigger than this. Yeah, mm, yeah, and he also note like all four of them being healthy at the same time. I was actually, say, he's waiting for all of them to be able to wrestle each other. <laughs> yeah, and, because Bailey's ready now, but yeah, they yeah. and then also it. you need. Um, um, you need the right story. Like you need, you need everything yeah. to come together. Mm, which the their characters are now is like just looking at this match. This fit, 
you know, because this is where, you know, Becky really gets, you know, coming out party and you start to see, like, she gets mm-hmm. an identity now. And it, it translates really quickly. Um, all four of them had such distinct and good initial gimmicks that, like, once they actually hit. And I just realized now all four of them are on version oh, two yeah. right now. Like, Becky went from the last kicker to the man. Like, Charlotte went from spoiled flair to wrestling god. Like, Sasha went from the, the initial weird version of the boss to, like, re- WrestleMania main adventure. Like, le- legitimately just great now. And then Bailey yeah. is evil yeah. man. So, like, now is the time to tell the story because they all have different characters to, like, retell yeah, the yeah. story Becky's now. even kind of, because now she's doing the big-time Bex thing, but it's, like, it's clearly just not nearly hitting as, mm. as hard as the man stuff. So, like, that's a whole other element, too, for Becky. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. I, I, I'm impressed that it's taken this long, and uh, I just hope that means that the payoff is totally worth it. But, yeah, yeah. but anyway, yeah, that, so that's the first and only time so, that we've seen that, so that's pretty impressive. The other thing on here, other than, obviously, uh, uh, Zane and Owens is is the the 0% body fat match of Adrian Neville versus Finn Balor. <laughs> oh yeah. And mm. th- again this was uh Neville about to be going up. I think he ends like he ends up going up uh was it this next mania after mania. So it's like him mm. coming and putting over the uh the the next guys in mm-hmm. and um Neville is just fucking great. Pack still is one of the fucking best and like he's heralded as really good. I still don't think he gets his just due. Mm-hmm. He is legitimately everything he does is perfect. Yep. Um also then this is where you get Blake and Murphy winning the tag titles. And it's like they like with like evil Alexa Bliss. And before that, yeah, Alexa Bliss, homegrown talent, was just a weird little like fairy cheerleader that like fucking had glitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, she was, she was just like Claire. Yeah, it's like if there was a mall and it was Claire's and Limited Two next to each other, that's which what is her what it was, was in the Boise Mall. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. So that's what like I'm just thinking like she was that section. Yeah, Bar- Baron is Spencer. Oh, oh, holy okay, shit. I, I want to play this entire game now. Baron is Spencer's gifts. Um, uh, Finn oh. is Hot Topic, or is the yeah. Ascension Hot Topic? Depends on what area um, Hot Topic. Sammy is Pac's son, not Zoomy's Pac's son. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Kevin. <sighs> what? Hell yeah! Ooh. Hell yeah! Uh, let's do let's do the four horsewomen. Uh, Bailey is also a children's store. L- limited to Gap Kids. Oh Disney, yeah, Disney, Disney store. store. That's good. Sasha is um hmm hmm. Fucking. I don't Buckle? feel like at, may, like uh, I don't maybe I just I don't I don't know what's like an actually cool mall store true. for that's black true. women. We know? don't got one here. I don't say that. I would, I, yeah, guess, I would just say like, like presentation yeah. wise, I feel like Sa- Sasha would be more of like one of the big. You'd see like a JC Penny up in there, one of those ones that you're like, oh wow, She's not JC Penny. It would have been Macy's because like you can get like name brand stuff at Macy's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would think Becky would be Jamba Juice. <laughs> Orange yeah. Julius, Orange Julius, I meant. Yeah, I could see her with an Orange Julius. I meant yeah. Orange Julius. I get him confused mm-hmm. all the time. Hair, and, hair and color Charlotte wise, is Abercrombie least, yeah. and Fitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, she Hollister. Let's go Hollister. Okay, okay. Um, anyone else we wanna we wanna give? No. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Samoa yeah. Joe's <laughs> Banana Republic. William Regal is Men's Warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> 
I like the way you look. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kevin... Enzo, Enzo oh, yeah. is Enzo is Zoomies now. Oh like, no! Because they they got like a lot more like kind of no, hypey looking shit. You know? No, all zoomies is now is anime. Oh really? Yes. Like for a while it was like hypey shit. Anime. It was really hypey shit, like yeah. super hype, super like uh, neon ass color shit. Yeah. 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 No, Enzo is fucking. Uh, what's the sh? What's the Back shitty? Aisle it's of like Spencer's. it's not Forever Twenty One. It's not. Root. 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 Yes, it's all like fucking like it all looks like bootlegs. Yeah, that you buy on the Jersey Shore. T shirt plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fucking calendar <laughs> boutique. Um, but yeah, we had Kevin versus Sammy, and uh, Kevin's mean. I love mean, it because him. gets those dead eyes and then just murders him, wins the title on a technical knockout. I love having that because it just shows that Sammy will never say die, but also it shows that Kevin is a murderer. Yep. Yep, and and Owens is the new champ. Just think, I seeing where these two guys were at this point in NXT. Think about where they are right now mm-hmm. in our world. Kevin Owens is about to fight Stone Cold and at Zane WrestleMania, and Sami Zayn is going to is uh, the the like most reviled but great heel on the main roster and is about to fight Johnny fucking Knoxville at WrestleMania. Going on. And, and on the internet. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's so gonna good. Be, it's going to be incredible. Um, uh, NXT TakeOver Unstoppable. Um, so this one, this one, May 20th, 2015, starts with a really cool promo pa- video package, and it's the introduction of my favorite part of NXT, the heavy rock. They feature bands, rock and roll, because they're underground. And uh, the first one was Motionless in White, a so, little metalcore band you might have heard of or not. So something wild about this one. So this was uh, May 20th, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, on May 18th, 2015, Kevin Owens shows up on Monday Night Raw Mm-hmm. Power bombs John Cena. Mm-hmm. So a guy that, as we all said, was felt different, and this was December, six months later. And he's Damn. Si- as he's still the champion. He as shows he's up a as champion, NXT champion. Okay. Shows up as NXT champion, and um, power bombs Cena, and a, a pretty much effectively challenges him for the U.S. title, or just not even for the U.S. title. He already has his prize. He didn't want it. And then he's saying the NXT title was bigger than the U.S. title. So that's just kind of showing like what NXT was I doing. Mean, it basically, was. it probably was. It was the big, it was the big X one, too. Um, big X one. Yeah, I always think yeah. of Big E wearing that belt. Because just like with the, the way the X came up, they all, like, it was basically touching <laughs> yeah. his pecs. He does have some big so old big. titties. Um, I also, I think... This like I'll be I'll be interested to hear Derek's uh, thoughts on this yes. when he comes back from pissing. Um, I think this is the last forgettable takeover. I say I don't know I don't know. Yeah, like it seems like it's got good matches on there, but I don't I don't know if I'd go back for it. It's not it's it's not ones you ever really hear talked about that much, except for Kevin in this Kevin yeah. Sammy you know match like um. But beyond that, like, it's like, okay, because you really start hearing, like, 
people start talking more hype about NXT like once Finn like rises up to the the main event. Yeah, and he's that's still how I was right like, from, below I, it. Right in here. my head, I at least picture it being like you got Kevin Owens in there, and then it's like between between now, it's like it's kind of just a blur until Shinsuke shows up. Hmm. Well, is it? Yeah, it's a transitional era right here. Like Kevin as champ is literally a transitional era of NXT from going this original main group into the like next group that's mm-hmm. around for a longer time. Like Kevin, Kevin's like only there for a little bit. Um, Derek, what I said is that uh, interested in your thoughts since you just watched all of these is that I think this is the last forgettable takeover. Um, unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, because it's like. Breeze versus Balor. Again, um, fantastic. Yeah. Um I mean Dana Brooke and Emma, who were on the main roster, right? So Dana Brooke wasn't yet. Okay. Um, but Emma had gone to the main roster, floundered, and came back. Okay. As, um, and, like worked on her heel character. Uh I like that Rhino was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, because this is what Gets Baron and Rhino into tagging yep. for yep. the mm-hmm. Dusty Cup. And also, there is um, yeah. they they show signees in the crowd. Yeah, uh, it's the Iconics, and uh, <laughs> I said the one guy from Sanity that got hurt a lot, who I now know is Alexander Wolf. <laughs> um, yep, loves um, Mosh. He does Loves like to bleed all his blood. blood. Oh, there was an intergender match on this one, kind of. A uh, tag match. It was uh, Enzo and Cass with Carm. Oh no, they were just together. Um, Enzo and Cass with Carmella and Blake and Wet Murphy with Alexa. Yep, and that's um, this is where Alexa came and debuted and turned. Okay, okay. Mm. This is it's amazing. Like looking at this match, the the valets have had the by far the best yeah. careers of anyone. Like in ring oh, true. of anyone in this match. Yeah. Like by far. Um, Another oh. fucking fantastic women's match. Sasha and Becky. Um, again, another match where it's like Becky proving herself, but Sasha like was starting to hit on this other level here and it mm-hmm. was getting so good. Mm-hmm. And she's one takeover away from, I don't want to say her peak, like because she's still getting better in ring and stuff. But it's just, the match of the next takeover is the I think maybe it, it, the best women's match. It's of all also time. just because of everything it meant. It's not necessarily her peak, but it's like when everything like it was like the the launch point. It was like that is like where she's going, she's going, but this is where it's like it fucking just turns up, you know? Yeah. There's a there's a magic to it. Like um it's like you know, like when you have a band that has like a really cool like early album or maybe debut and then like as they go it's like oh they're getting better as a band but that first one still has something like special and yeah like raw to it that's that's right man that's how screwdriver is right right? uh i wouldn't know derek i don't own nearly as many um mp3s that you bought off itunes i don't know why you just decide to support them on all media i don't don't know he does not buy mp3s he buys them off itunes he, he he buys lossless. Honestly, I just downloaded. I just downloaded Title, and it's a. It sounds better than Spotify. He he pulls it up <laughs> on his Kanye stem player, Stimpler. like, and this like really gets. He actually pulls up a fucking Pro Tools rig just to listen to Screwdriver. <laughs> he has the session somehow. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You. 
<laughs> well, he wrote a nice fan letter. Yeah, they're giving him away now. This turned on me. I don't like yeah, it. That's what you get. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I deserve it. And so, um, yeah, this one was super cool because um, the ending of this one Kevin is another no, no contest. Like, but, you know, because um, Kevin just beat the fuck out of poor Sammy. Yep. That'll happen. And then Papa and Regal comes out. Nothing, nobody can stop him. And then Samoa Joe comes out with porn music. <laughs> like like real real life, like bow chicka wow wow kind of stuff. It was real strange. They probably overdubbed it on this already. I, I didn't go back and watch this one. Was it like, mm. oh, Joey? Yeah. It, it was the same beginning, like the like the same like fucking dun dun dun. Dumb. But the then Godzilla. instead of going into the bum bum bum. bum it goes into some weird like Ooh, yeah. yeah. This is called Valvinus Alternate nineteen ninety eight. Dot MP three. So what, we took, we took this, it off Jim's computer. So this is also starting a different little era in an XT. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh Yeah, keep going. Sorry. So Samoa Joe was brought in. The initial deal that he was brought in on was NXT only, and you can still work indies. Yeah. Ah, the AEW contract. Another thing. So did stole he work indies still? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's like he, he hmm. had weekly bookings. He was signed to an NXT deal, but it wasn't oh, like okay. an exclusive type thing. It was hmm. like, hey, we want to use you. You're never moving up. This is your role here. Interesting. And, yeah, he he was he fought. Did he fight AJ mm-hmm. for the Rev Pro title uh, while in NXT? Yeah. Um, shit like that still happens now, like with Progress, but um, which is while Ilya Dragunov is like fighting, I think like this next weekend. Oh damn! I, I it's Ilya Dragunov versus Jonathan Gresham. Winner takes all Ring of Honor title and Progress title. Progress is affiliated with WWE. Ring of Honor oh, is owned See? by AEW. All the work. What Vince the fuck Russo is happening? Right. Um, but oh, anyway, with this here, he um, he fucking is only signed to NXT. Same with Rhino. Rhino has a really strange Ooh. deal here too. This is how Rhino gets brought back to the fold. Is this run? Yeah. Um, and so, well, they didn't want to sign him to the whole company because no one wants to be around Rhino because he's the only person weirder than Sam. Yeah, he owns a boat dog. <laughs> cool. Um, so he um fucking like a boat yard. He sold so many of those shirts that they're like, okay, we're going to sign you. Because they're like, oh, maybe he is like money. So they were able to actually get him a full-time deal. Oh, wait, but Samoa Joe started, or Bone Duck? Um, Samoa Joe. Oh, okay, okay, And sorry. so also, um, this is where they started kind of doing that and working with independent guys who are still independent, such as uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa mm-hmm. uh, making their team of DIY um, mm-hmm. for the Dusty Cup. Yeah. So, I think we we got to wrap up soon. So, should we do it here or do it at Brooklyn? After Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn is a good um, good stopping point. Yeah, for Brooklyn. Okay, okay. let's do it. So, <laughs> over Brooklyn. No, we do not. No, no, we get, don't get, get some anything sheets. except for um, an audible trial. And uh, if Chip Cookies out there, we haven't forgot about you. I hope you haven't. Yo, forgot fuck about you. Crumbles better. I agree with that, dude. I get crumble all the time. Fuck you, Chip Cookie. I don't even know if you're still around. Fuck ass. Um, 
And but, so, um, actually, let's stop off in. We have two more. <laughs> okay. Okay. Res- right. That's right. Res- respect. Yeah. That, that's okay. the real respect. Uh, is cool. Respect yeah. is like yeah. the epilogue. So Brooklyn, Brooklyn is the first one outside of Full Sail, right? Yes. Um, and so this is where we're talking about the yes. fans mm-hmm. and Full Sail, kind of like this is this is where they they turned to shit. So they announced that they're do, doing Takeover Brooklyn, and they like were booing things, and they were so mad. <laughs> nice. Um, God. Uh, for the listeners at home, Matt is making a Stone Cold Steve Austin action figure jerk off. No, he's not. He's doing to... the thing where Finn Balor gets all pumped up. And John Cena. Oh, and John Cena is just watching. And John Cena's waiting now. for the cum shot. I'm sorry. Keep, keep, please continue talking. He's about waiting it. for it tonight. To come. Okay. Uh, um, so Brooklyn, uh, Triple H uh, gives a speech or to ready? open it. Yeah, it's cool, man. I fucking love Triple H. Uh, he knows how to put some fucking like, like stink on something. Like, like he'll, he'll make it feel powerful. Um, so before we get to the main card, because it opens up with such a bang. Um, yes. There's a dark match that was, that was shot here that was um, for later for TV. It was Emma, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Dana Brooke. Uh, Emma accidentally won. Accidentally? I love when yes. shit like that happens. Yeah, so she hits her like running splash in the corner. They called it the Emma Mite Sandwich. You know, because she's Australian. She... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah, that's well. Yeah. Yeah, and so she hits that on Charlotte, and the ref just counts one, two, three, because Charlotte forgot to kick out. <laughs> and so everybody's champ, dude. very everybody it wasn't for the title because oh, she had lost it by oh, then yeah, but okay. everybody was very confused <laughs> uh, also um four horsewomen had just aside from bailey had gotten called up yeah um, bailey's in nxt for a while after yeah so gone. everybody else had gotten called up so this is where mm. it's Why? like oh because women's re- this is where the, the divas revolution started okay okay tight Tight. And so that's where um, Stephanie McMahon um, invented women's wrestling. <laughs> yes, she uh, did. It, it just happened in 2015. But it starts out with this person's only WWE match. Jushin Thunder Liger. Thunder Liger. And, um, Who just retired. Was it la- this Wrestle last, Kingdom? Was last or was a, last it year? Was a, it was a couple Wrestle Kingdoms ago. Oh, I watched it. Um, I guess Breeze? Yep. Yep. Against Tyler Tyler Breeze. Breeze. Ooh, and there were 160,000 people at the Brooklyn show. Yeah, and so it was a huge show because it was actually at the arena. um, And like they had done some outside spot shows and stuff like that, but nothing big, like a big takeover. And so it just meant like it was a big thing. Regal had called in a favor for Liger just to make it feel big. And they put in a guy that they really trust there. They had an awesome just 10 minute opening match. Yep. Um, and then it just started the night of just like these just great moments, like um, like a Nia Jax video package. Yeah, exactly. But no. Um, <laughs> well, that to be fair, like obviously we all know where Nia's career went and ended up. But like her, them giving her the uh, yeah. the the video package treatment early on and like introducing her through vignettes that way yeah, was it actually was. like a new cool thing for the women at that time. Women didn't get that treatment to the same level, and Nia Jax was kind of yeah. the test run for Oscar not that much longer after, which was then like an a even really weird uh, match. But like this was what the fans wanted. Yeah, Bod Villains beat Blake and Murphy because of Blue Pants, Leva Bates, the librarian, huge pop, yep. 
Yep. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was just one of those things that it's just like it was everything felt so fun and like it was for the fucking fans. Was like she this, blue pants in NXT? Or? So she was she was blue pants in NXT okay. uh, because um, uh, Big Cass introduced her once, um, and it was because she was in a fight Carmella, and he's like, "This is all the way from like the fucking like like Walmart blue light special." Um, here's blue pants, and then he's saying like a fake version of the Price is Right theme, just saying it over the thing, <laughs> and then she just got over from that. Um, she was supposed to get signed, but apparently something happened when she got drunk. Oh no! Like she yeah. was talking some shit or something. I anyway, who hasn't been there where they get all drunk and accidentally blow an opportunity for themselves? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's doing fine though. Yeah, um, right. you got the debut of Apollo Cruz. Oh, hold up, Heavy Rock, Sleeping with Sirens. Oh. Jesus, they were really fucking kind of digging around down there, weren't they? Honestly, they got... Well, Corey Graves was their their friend who had the most music on his computer. (laughs) It got cooler a lot earlier than I thought. Yes. Um, Um, He beats Ty Dillinger. I think by then he started to do the gimmick, but uh, just a good solid hand to have in there. mm -hmm. Um, Samoa Joe beats Baron Corbin. And this is one of those ones where WWE would have done the exact opposite. Um, and I like that they didn't because like they were building Joe, but it was also Baron Corbin's best match to date. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those ones that kind of gives you those hopes, like oh, like everything's working. Yep. Um, then mm-hmm. Joe, I think, is the best big man worker yeah. to elevate big man matches ever because most a lot of times you get these big man matches and it's like, oh, it wasn't as cool as it should be because mm-hmm. they actually do need someone smaller in there. Um, minus like random like. Big oh. Show Mark Henry matches that are actual oh, like, bangers. Like when Big Show like, and every once in a change. while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, or that matches. one, or the like the Braun like Big Show matches that were randomly <laughs> amazing so last few like matches for Big Show. Um, but Joe brought like an uninterested like uh, Brock Lesnar at the time to a great his like to a great match, and then like this one and like he had those great matches with like Christopher Daniels isn't a big dude but he isn't yeah. like on the indies he only seemed tall you know like um like Joe's really good at elevating other big dudes in a way that big dudes usually character. aren't mm-hmm. hey uh, uh and at this point yes. did uh as uh, I mean not to you know accidents happen but was did Samoa Joe retire Tyson Kidd at this point not yet okay. <laughs> um yeah a pretty, couple pretty, things pretty soon, uh, Rick yeah, Rubin was there Oh, Which right. is tight. Um, and then uh, Regal announced the Tag Team Classic, the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Rubin oh, and Triple H are right. friends through Metallica, um, by the way. Then, that's, a, that's a very Zach like, info nugget. So they cut yep. to the crowd, <laughs> and it's Kana, who was Asuka, and... She's in the crowd hanging out with Ric Flair and Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my favorite. That's, that's fucking sick. Like, yeah. Fuck Ric Flair and all, but that's fucking tight. That's a weird. That's, Daddy, a, cool, that's a cool soldier. crew right there. Um, but it is. I another big thing about takeovers is they always are cut into the crowd, and there's usually like that's where the debuts are or people coming, who like a legend really, or a yeah. debut, like. Or just mm. or just NXT and buds, even like people even who used to be the, here. Yeah, it's it's not the biggest pop um, of any of them. It's not like the biggest surprise or anything. 
But like the the peak of that like thing, the like the new wrestler in the crowd, they used it as a storyline for Bobby Roode in like a perfect fucking way. Like <laughs> him being like the arrogant, shitty shithead guy coming in and then like eventually like using that attitude to mm-hmm. elevate himself to the title and win it. His gimmick was perfect. Yep. It was great. The whole thing where like it shows him like just like marching to Regal's office like during one of the takeovers. I think it's takeover Dallas and Regal's like, excuse me, I have to go like and then he then next takeover. He had a title match and beat Joe or beat Shinsuke, whoever it was. Yeah, I don't remember. My talent's a little off, but it's very soon. So at this time, as well, speaking of Bobby Roode, um, as we were talking about people kind of being able to do indies like Johnny Gargano and. Tommaso Ciampa kind of getting not necessarily full-time NXT deals, but like they were kind of on some little deal skis. Mm-hmm. Um, another man, and I'm so mad because we could have had a beer money ink reunion. James Storm um, debuted and was on NXT TV just randomly. I don't and know who that is. A beer money ink from impact, former impact world <laughs> champion wrestling fans would know who he is. <laughs> Yeah, um, James. So James Storm is someone that you will always hear, likes of Kurt Angle, Bobby Roode, any of the people in Impact at that time, say he sh- he should have been world champion in WWE. And no one that isn't a huge fan of Impact from that time <laughs> period um, agrees. Say, let me because let me fuck, ask you James Storm is not a world champion outside of Impact. Related to Lance? No. Okay. Um, has his Impact theme song? Is one of the best because it, it is. <clears throat> this is how it goes. Long necks and rednecks are my friends. Cool. So dinosaurs and, and no, no and beers. He's oh, a long neck. Long his, his his tag team was called Beer Money Inc. Mm-hmm. Bobby Rude. Yeah, it was. It doesn't make sense for Bobby Rude, mm-hmm. but it does. It was. Uh, but, but his character was, was pretty like, different back you then. You were seeing guys like that just kind of pop up in NXT for a shot and do some stuff. And actually, I think it was AJ Styles' theme song was it originally for Bobby Roode. Oh, Bobby Roode, for uh, James Storm. Mm. Oh, wow. I can yeah. see yeah. that, though, given the redneck. James Storm, and yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. But it was I, way I too James banger Storm's for matches James too, Storm. when he did that um, there. Yeah. And, and we, like... It slowed way down, but I mean, we even got we got a version wow. of this with Alex Shelley so with cool. Kushida for that that time splitters oh, reunion. Yeah. That's like you know not that long ago that we had well, something um, kind of similar. At this point in the show, uh, Stephanie comes out. Um, she brags about NXT a little bit and uh, calls this calls this the first women's main ready. event, even though it's not the main event. <laughs> Well, if there's one thing we know about WWE is but, the main event could be uh, anywhere on the card. But at the next takeover, it is mm-hmm. the main event. So, but it's just weird. I think that was them. <laughs> um, I think that was them reverse engine, like them going like if the the Iron Man match should have main evented and probably could would have regardless. I, I think that was but um, I I think that was them like for sure going. Oh mm-hmm. shit, we have to make we have to do the main event now. Like Stephanie said something about it. Okay, um, but yeah, it was uh, Sasha versus Bailey. 
Um, so we have been doing this podcast for what? Four and a half? Four years? Five almost? Sure. Um, and I've been four, told four to watch Sasha versus Bailey over and over and over and over, over and, and over. Over and over again. It's all in my Don't, head. Okay. Don't get me fucking started. You know that song I sent you the other day? The, the country girl? Yeah. That's Nelly's fault. Yeah. Because Nelly did that good song with Tim McGraw, and then that inspired Florida Georgia Line, and that band is just Florida Georgia Line mixed with Four Years Strong. Sorry, that's a tangent. Well, wait, Florida did Nelly have a song about, ra- about racism? Over and over again. I don't know the song you're talking about. It's all in my head. It's on Sweatsuit, Matt. It's on the hit Nelly album, Sweatsuit. Uh, Nelly also did a song with Florida Georgia Line. I know. But Florida Georgia Line started because they were influenced by that. I know. I I know two Florida Georgia Line songs because they were on. played constantly? uh, WWE games. And it was every time the loading screen would come on before my settings would take over and it would just be themes. That it would always be back a pan in and down, back a pan in and down. Oh, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I do. I remember that one as well. Um, it's kind of like my my phone. So, um, when like my podcast app has like crashed or something in the background, and I don't realize, and I just hit play on my headphones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll <laughs> default to playing music. Um, um, do you? Do, yeah. Do you all have a, one song that plays G. every time it does it? <laughs> Fuck, that's so much better than either ones I've had because mine are fucking jarring. One, yeah. mine, and I deleted it from my library to get rid of it, was a um, very Tight. discordant system of a down, early system of a down song that just starts with like screaming and discordant guitar. Um, and now oh, it is Goats oh, on a Boat in by that Devil Wears Prada. It used to be Bless the Martyr. Or no, Bless the... Bless fall? the Child. No, the Bless the Fall. Bless the Fall. Because <laughs> I, uh, I really liked one of their songs and I made it a ringtone. Nice. Mine is a song by a, a metalcore band from Italy called "This Is the Secret." Ooh, and it's uh, just super discordant. It's just like like that's like my default one. When I was that, uh, when, when I had an iPhone, it was the uh, Fang Island's Day of the Great Leap. But now I have an Android phone, and it don't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Sasha versus Becky. Sasha You're the reason Becky. we can't have a named group yes. chat, I've been, Matt. I've been told to watch this match so many goddamn times. Yeah. Well, I finally did. And you know what? You know what? I gotta say, it, it, it holds up. It holds up. It is so yep. good. Um, uh, so, also, Sasha has a match at SummerSlam that same weekend, right? Um, That's crazy. Uh, hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to talk about good matches because they're just good. But yeah, just um, go watch it. There's so much emotion. Uh, the 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 overarching um, story. Again, it's it's such an easy babyface story because Triple H's NXT, especially here, especially early, is just so pro wrestling, easily digestible. It is this person that we've been on a journey with from like uh, a no name rookie to making their name, just trying to earn respect. Still can't win the big one, and then all of her like everybody she works with and everybody that she's in the ring with is all moving up and she like didn't debut with them. She wasn't there, but so now it's her proving her, like proving out to herself that she is good mm-hmm. that she is like, can beat Sasha. She can take that next step. And it was just so sick. Um, it was so fucking good. Yep. Mm. I didn't like, 
I, I guess most people listening to our show have seen this match. And if you haven't, like, absolutely go watch it. Like, I, 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 I'm really careful about, like, telling people who d- don't watch wrestling or whatever or, like, you know, are, like, newer to wrestling. Like, oh, you'll love this match. It's so great. Especially with, like, mm-hmm. matches that are considered great by wrestling fans. No, like, I don't think those are always the best entryways. This match is a is is a perfect mm-hmm. entryway, I think, for anyone. Like, like no matter what, it's just a good match. It's the story they tell is like so like just obvious, yeah. but they take it in like interesting ways, like and just add little wrinkles to it and stuff. And just like it has like just every part of it's perfect, and it and like. If you have watched it a million times, like go watch it again. But also go watch the Untold if on on Peacock, like, WWE does like these Untold things. Watch the like episode on this because it's buck wild. Like some of the stuff they talk about on that. Like their run through was only like twenty minutes with each other the day of. Like they had talked about spots, but they like didn't have time because like <laughs> Sasha had to go do SummerSlam press oh, yeah. wow. like, and so they only had 20 minutes to work on it together. And it ended up, they, they never practiced the, the reverse, uh, poison, Ron, the like poison Ron off the top rope. They never practiced that. They like, that was Sasha basically daring Bailey to do it, saying that she was That's able so to, sweet. even though Bailey wasn't sure she could. And so it was such a big moment. They just did it in the, the ring. where, like there was, it was just again. It's just like we like as a fan, especially I. I watched this. I remember this very vividly. Like just like it's like we've been on this fucking journey, mm-hmm. and then you could tell like this meant a lot to them too. And this is where you start seeing kind of that shine through with the wrestlers. How much this brand and this being able to apply their craft and do something that they love under somebody that kind of gives a fuck about that as well mm-hmm. and is also a fan of that. Like this is where you start seeing. It's like oh. People are re- like fucking love this NXT like a lot. Like the wrestlers, like this yep. means something to them too. Yep. Like they feel part of the fight, and this yep. is kind of where mm. you start seeing the shift now with some of that. There's still definitely developmental people and things, but it's like with the Bailey and Finn Balor t- t- title runs, which are yep. what we're getting into right here. Um, this is where things are just. Uh, they're trying to now like they got some press, especially from this event right here, and now they're trying to grow it. Mm-hmm. And now it's starting to to look like potential third brand mm-hmm. or its own. It's not just the developmental thing, which we you know we'll see till the through through and through to even current day is is always going to have that aspect to it. But like, uh, it starts to feel more of like its own show. It mm-hmm. start and it also like before this, it was kind of like the best like quote unquote best kept secret for like wrestling fans. Like if you knew, you knew. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun for that. You'd get some high decent numbers, but for the most part, it wasn't breaking through to like the main roster audience as much. But this is where it's like put it on the map. It's like, oh, it's not just yeah. like random developmental guys. There's some good yeah. fucking shit on this. Uh, mm-hmm. Like the the main event of this, which came after ba- Bailey and Sasha, was yeah. Kevin versus mm-hmm. Finn in a ladder match for the title, yeah. and no one um, talks about that match. It's fucking great. But like that's how good going off this, of what like, you were saying, Isai. When did NXT hit for you? Because you watched it from day one, and then when was it like? When was it cool to you? When did you like it? I mean, kind of the whole time. 
Okay. Okay. Um, but like when it really started kind of feeling a little bit special was um Cesaro and Sami Zayn. Okay. Like when Sami debuted, yeah, beat Cesaro in the quick roll, but then they had that two out of three falls match. Okay. On NXT cool. TV. To me, that's when things were starting to really I'm like, oh, this is fucking okay. Yes. Hmm. I'd say this is where it takes the step from that to, oh, it's not just like they're delivering these amazing matches like every once in a while and everything else is solid beneath that. It's like they're delivering at a like top level every single week, every single pay-per-view after this. Like this is where it like takes the next step forward to that, like from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Finn versus Kevin ladder match. Uh, Balor yeah, so, was the champion, mm-hmm. and so the- Balor won the title at a um, event called Beast in the East. Mm-hmm. And so it was a Japanese show. Um, they it was Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar going to Japan, and oh. he beats he beats Kofi Kingston to heal Kofi Kingston with the beginning of the New Day. Oh, um, interesting! I but, didn't know they had a match before the yeah, big and, one. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin versus Finn, they presented it like a Japanese main event. Like they presented him flowers, all at the suggestion mm-hmm. of one John Laurinaitis. Finn obviously was a giant deal in Japan. Yeah, and it just it just was really, really cool. Um, that's where he wins the big one. And it, I remember watching that too. I had actually come home from the bars and because it, it was in Japan live. But they were streaming it live on the network. So oh, I'm like, cool! I'm like, fuck, woo, fuck yeah! It was them test. It was them testing. Uh, yeah, um, international. It's streaming. just like a glorified like house show with Brock Lesnar and then an NXT title match on it. Wow, sick! Um, but it was it was sick, and that's why Finn's a champion here, mm-hmm. and Kevin is um, also on the main, already on the main roster, yeah. already had beaten John Cena. For the did he beat him for the title? Right? No, he just beat okay. him. One, two, three, clean in the middle though. I think that like Kevin thing, I think they weren't sure how much they wanted Kevin on the main roster, and so they weren't gonna give him the US title, so they just yeah. took that. And then the Kevin out of beats the uh, Cesaro so at that SummerSlam. So oh, wow. it was he he was a busy fucking guy. Yeah. A real Amer- <laughs> the, the the true American Cesaro. Yep, the right. Oh yeah, he's the real American. We still had two functioning front teeth. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and so this the kind of the the end of the that whole story though with um, Bailey and Sasha comes to a head at NXT Takeover Respect. Yep. So it's another one that is just at Full Sail University. Yep. Um, and this one was a pretty much a one match show. Um, because they had like the the finals and the semifinal matches for the Dusty Cup on it. Yeah. So there was three tag matches. This was um, yeah. Do you, you go? You go. Sorry. Okay. And so it's like you got like who became the revival? They're called the Mechanics. Um, yeah. You got like uh, American Alpha. So it's like you get little glimmers of what's coming in the future. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then the just me- like the revival were incredible. I forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they were insanely good. And mm-hmm. sorry, I would just, that was one of the notes I wrote down. But so, I uh, go- going through some of these, uh, these teams, it's fucking fantastic. So, a lot of it, yeah. a lot of these were on like live events and stuff. 
as well. But it's like the weirdest team. So um, Angelo Dawkins and Sawyer Fulton. That was a oh, team. Oh, interesting. Um, Elias Sampson and Tucker Knight. Uh, Tucky? Yep. Damn, he was in developmental for a while. <laughs> yeah. Alexander Wolf and Noah Kakoa. And Noah Kakoa, best known as Kona Reeves. Oh, oh the finest. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Neville and the Solomon finest. Crow. Who is somebody, right? Sammy Callahan. Oh, we'll get it. We'll get into him at the beginning of our next episode about okay. like, the real indie stuff. And then um, DIY, Tommaso and Johnny. Were they, they DIY? Be- Do it yourself. No, were they then? Yes. They okay? Because I thought when he got the shirt at one of the that, takeovers later. That's that's when they like, they. It's all all connected. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, they fought um Tyler Breeze and Bull Dempsey. Bull <laughs> Dempsey still team. still hanging out, still hanging and in so, there. Um, one of the funny mm-hmm. things about that, um, this is before or maybe it's during when he did his bull fit gimmick, where he would just be eating chips but come out like in a like a boxing robe and gloves and stuff because they were making fun of him because he kept gaining weight. <laughs> classic, classic WWE. You know when it's uh like what seven years after this happened and years after you heard of this yep. thing yeah. you just realized that bullfit rhymes with bullshit sometimes that's that's the that's the real long-term just, story so also like one of the big things that happened before like a little bit before this and before the other ones is that um uh fucking bill demont no longer in power fired okay. as a head trader in 2015 i think a lot of how they were able to then wrestle came from one Matt Bloom, aka Lord Tensai, aka Sweet Tea, aka A Train, aka Albert, aka Prince Albert, um, yeah, aka Giant Bernard, aka Baldo, Jesus, aka Christ. Jason Alberts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but so, on, and, honestly, like uh, you know, just right aka now, the Hip Hop Hippo. Oh Lord! And is oh, he he's is he still there? He's still the head trainer. Okay, cool. You can. I don't know if it's actually in the new. Uh, is he in the new video game? If you do like Regal. NXT stuff, uh, Regal, Regal stuff? Road Dog, Sean, um, are the NXT ones. Um. Also, uh, the heavy rock on this episode was brought to you by Bring Me the Horizon, Isai's favorite band. Was it Throne? I didn't write down the song, but I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that song was on Yeah, that one. It was that <laughs> one. It was right before. I think it was the record before they turned into like YouTube or something. Yeah, they turned into YouTube. Triple H is just like you know. You guys seem to know a lot about badass rock. You guys like red? Are you guys saying throat or frown? This is another quick tangent. I saw a tweet that said, is Cody's debut going to be him gluing back together a throne? <laughs> no, but he better fucking keep his song. Or I'm going to be so mad. Adrenaline? If there's not adrenaline yeah. in his soul when he comes back. The song is called Kingdom by the band Downstate. <laughs> well, for fellow, what a maneuver. Uh, and he had his own Downstate. Downstate. Um, uh, got... It would be it'd be weird to come out of that so song considering he's going to be star. He had to though. get that negotiated. 
Um, I and mean, he could use he, that song. He owns that song. Yeah, of course He's he does. He's used it everywhere. Um, um, yeah. But, but the the big match, I mean, we'll just get right down fucking to it. Wait, it was Asuka's debut. Yeah. So that's oh, a big deal. Okay. Cool, hell yeah. But the big, big match, Bailey versus Sasha Banks, 30-minute Iron Man match for the NXT Women's Championship. Yep. Um, just fantastic work all around by fucking everybody involved. Okay, Sasha made a Sasha person Sasha Before we get too much into cry. this, there is something else that happened. So okay. Finn and Joe won the titles. Mm-hmm. Cody and Dustin presented the trophy to them. Yes. And that's a weird thing to see now. Oh, like we well, could probably tell. You could probably. Well, because Dustin's well, because, not well, an A, I guess not Cody a WWE is now, anymore. But it's just it's interesting to see, and is. then Cody does a little Cody speech. Well, it's, exactly, because that's the funny thing too. Is like wrestling have like, more than one it, royal family. It seems, yeah, it seems like they. You know, I don't think they really got along that great then as yeah. well, Dustin and Cody. So it is kind of funny. Um, anyway, yeah, they did they I, have that whole Shield run, like where they were the t- like champions? Yeah. You don't know what's behind the scenes, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there were a shit ton of yeah. Bailey shirts in the crowd, which is awesome. Yeah. She was um, so popular. Okay, so mm-hmm. there were at every wrestling show for <laughs> a couple years after this. It was all seeing Bailey like, and at my age, shirts, basically wearing for, I'm a uh, hug shirts. Yeah, I hate it. Hug me, Bailey. <laughs> it's like I want to support you, Bailey, but I'm not gonna wear this shirt, bud. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Iron Iron Man mm-hmm. match. Holy god! I think I like this one better than the first one. You're, I think, the only one. Really? I think maybe I like the drama of a uh, of a. Like, so what are the big things though? At, falls match at the at the time. It's like um, you knew the finish. And okay. And and, okay. and that, those are the only kind of things. Why sometimes some of these ones you're like, oh, I kind of know what's going to happen here. So it takes just like a little bit out. Yeah, I guess that's true. I was just like, I was I I oh, I enjoyed it um, as a match. I guess without knowing like knowing what's going to happen as a match, I think I I just liked it. But yeah, um, yeah Sasha got the first fall <laughs> um, after poking Bailey in the eyes. Very mean. Dirty. That's dirty pool. Hey, that's dirty pool. Uh, Bailey got the second fall after belly to belly. Uh, also, well, belly what? To belly sucked. What? Bailey what's gets it? Bailey. Bailey to belly. Sorry. Say it. Bailey. To so be- they're all tied up. Sorry, uh, every move's not a fisherman's neck. A swing of fisherman's neck breaker. Dude. Yeah, say it right. Swinging fisherman's neck breaker. Also, uh, I, I I dozed off during a Nikki Cross match and made sure I rewound it so I could see a uh, swinging fisherman's neck breaker. <laughs> I fall asleep a lot after work. It's not because the match was bad. Um, yeah. Uh, Bailey, Sasha gets it two to one, and then Bailey ties it up again, and then Bailey gets it in the final seconds. And, and does the, the wow. hand stomp thing that Sasha did to her. There were yep. such great callbacks with such yep. good character work. Um, mm. Sasha making Izzy cry. Phenomenal job. It, everything about this was just. Again, just one. It's hard. It's why is it so much harder to talk about good wrestling matches? Because um, it's 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 they speak for themselves. Yes, you know what I mean, not just that. Also, it's just because there's so many different things like, like the emotion. It's not just the moves. Yep. It, yeah. It's exactly. Like the feeling it's how you, you get feel. when you watch it, and that's what was cool is like watching this fucking seven years later. I can feel it. 
I yeah. I can feel the emotion and I like get excited. Mm-hmm. Like like I said earlier, I've watched 16 takeovers pretty much in a row and I'm not tired of it. That's the thing I love most about about And you even watched Toronto and like that <laughs> I think that a, card was good. It was fine. It just like the Bobby Roode era was a little boring. Uh so uh, as far as the as far as the match Here's as far my as the secret. matches go. Here's my secret. I he skipped a lot. I skipped a lot of Bobby Roode matches. I skipped a lot of main events. Well, That's well, how I got well, through this. Especially because yeah, it would just be a, a different style. Like it was like the main yeah, roster main event style. It wasn't what I wanted. It was a little and more glorious like, than you were ready for. But also, um we'll get into that later. I think so never that mind. um one of the big things as a kind of like an end point is that we kind of were all touching on it was um emotion. Yep. That's what this era of NXT was really building on was that. And and something that they would continue on as they start turning that corner even yep. more so now yeah. from being developmental to trying to be a third brand and getting yep. its own identity yep. through st- stealing other identities. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the end the end of this match specifically, yeah. like Regal and-, and Triple H come out with flowers. They're Regal's crying. And Sarah Delray's there. Yeah, and like this was was this Sasha's last NXT match? Yes, and and, like, and that's like, how like it, like it made you. Feel, they like, cared. Yeah. Like you yeah. see, the big people care about the little people, and like well, the wrestlers. But yeah. <laughs> like you see, the bosses care about the employees. I don't care about anybody in, if they're short. <laughs> it cast didn't give a fuck. Um, no, but it was. It's just like you could tell that the, this thing was very special. Yeah, and it meant a lot to a lot of people. And it's like it also felt as a fan at that time, like you were also a part of that. Like it felt like, I guess, like for like myself and other people who like really dove in, like it felt like yours. And mm-hmm. even as as you guys dove in later, like that was a feeling that I got. It's like this is our thing, and like it always rewarded you. It's like no matter what was happening in other places, it's like oh, this is ours, and it's still being booked like that, and it's, we still get that same thing, and we're going on this journey with everybody else who just wants the same fucking mm-hmm. thing, which is good wrestling. Yeah. It was so well done. Like, and I didn't even watch the week to week show. Like, yeah. Um, this was you know, like this happened six months before I got back into wrestling. So like, because it's at this next mania when I do, and um, the takeovers there. But this was the first stuff I went back and rewatched because I kept hearing how great the the Sasha Bailey stuff is, and it like, I was already getting hooked into NXT, but mm-hmm. then like that like solidified it sucks in me like i was just like yeah I was, for I sure was when it was super so nice, down like, for it when then. we first started doing this show which had been i'd been back into wrestling a little bit before then but it was really cool to be like at the time getting back into the main roster product and being like all right here's the champs here's what's going on this is pretty fun but then being able to have this thing that's a part of the same company on a different night that you can watch and be like and this feels like i'm actually getting a history lesson in what's been going on the last couple of years, either in the indies or over across the seas, it seems like you're just getting the best of the best. And, and so, it, like, it was just. And a then really it cool also thing. reminded you how much you guys should have listened to me about about, about yeah. certain people. You like were Organa right, and Kyle you, O'Reilly. You were right. Yeah, it's true. You were right. <laughs> I called Barry Oster, Corbin. That's Oster all, called that's everything bad that happened. What, Randy Orton? Yeah. What like I did I like just throw out that he was gonna win a title and he did? Yeah. <laughs> it's tight. It was something you, you, around that god awful nine hour WrestleMania that we all sat through that you were frustratingly right on things. <laughs> I think about uh uh Charlotte and Oscar. I think you you called that one too early. 
Yeah, I'm and a ching- and it and honestly, it changed the course of history in the timeline we lived in. So it's yeah, that you did. Yep, it was but me. I we did are that. stopping here at NXT Takeover Respect. Yep. Uh, the next we'll be talking about Takeover London. It will be in London. London. And we're gonna. We are getting into oh, the. I call a spooky even hat. more independent era. Yeah. Yeah. But also still still has hints of Fed. And I, I heard this on a video the other day, and I'm just going to repeat it here. Mm-hmm. I think what made NXT, especially around this time, so great is you've got like the cool work rate stuff. you got WWE's like overproduction almost of stuff and just like the, how huge it makes things feel. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got a little bit of the campiness too. Yeah. But it was just such a good mix. Like they found the formula for it. Like, like a little dash of this part, a little dash from here, here, and here. It's like, mm. oh, that all just kind of works real well together. And it was just, it was so fucking special. And I've seen uh, it. Yeah, we'll go. <laughs> and then they they <laughs> yeah. rode that work they rate tried thing so until hard the lever up broke until off. Takeover 36. And they had, they signed off with at least one last five star match with Dragon Up and Walter and Adam <sighs> Cole and Kyle. And then they were just like, all right. But I, here, you know, it's here, I heard a while ago. Here is Von Wagner. <laughs> something I heard a while ago about NXT that I thought just made a bunch of sense is why it was so good, and when it was under the you know the the, the supervision of Triple H and team is that you had guys who knows who knew, knew what it would be like to kind of have their dream wrestling company from a locker room standpoint of like growing up in the business and being like what would be so cool it'd be so cool if we could do this and then. Saying down the road, you you know you you fucking lick the boots of Vince McMahon long enough, you get the opportunity to have your own wrestling company and really get to enact those. So you get to kind of build a company from the point of view of the locker room, and then like that clearly translates to what the fans want, and they they just nailed it. It was it was like a, a perfect recipe. Yep. Also, just hearing from like wrestlers in interviews and stuff, just kind of how like quote unquote charming that Triple H is, and that he can almost get you to drink the Kool Aid like a Paul Heyman did. Like yeah. in the nineties. And it feels like he had people there that if you were one of his guys, that you were drinking that Kool-Aid, you were drinking that NXT, like we are NXT Kool-Aid. It, and I he think ins- about I think about that with them, you know? Kinda. I think about how like it was it was Johnny Gargano out there saying, like, I'm NXT till I die. You have to remove this company from my cold dead hands. And then like three weeks later, it's like, I think I'm going to let my contract run out. <laughs> I think I'm going to go be a papa to a kid with a stupid name. Yeah. If things can change, dude, but it's like, that's the thing. It's like when you feel like you're invested in something and that thing's invested in you, like no matter what you'll, you're willing to go to bat for it and you're willing to fight for it. And it's, so it's like, it really cultivated that where like world-class wrestlers would be like, I will live and die by this brand and, and put everything I can into it. And then the day that that faith doesn't get reciprocated, you know, I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. People start kind of falling away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, NXT fucking rocks. And we're just getting into it really rocking. Yeah, this like, is where it starts really rocking. Really, um, really rock. Badass and then, rock. Then after that, really rockers. it rocks as really, much as really the, rock. the truest rock and roll chance. band. Ba-na-na-na-na. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> I like diarrhea. For good and bad, actually, that's diarrhea. Yeah, sometimes you know, sometimes you, you and five friends all play guitar and you want to play in a rock band together, and yep. you just say, "Fuck it, we're doing it." Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's the episode this week. We'll be back uh, eventually with more NXT talk. Uh, thank you all for uh, coming to watch us at Tree Fort. Um, and are you ready? 
we're glad we had a sold out crowd. Uh, even though it was free, sold uh, out. No, no, sold out, brother. People, gave, people standing room only. We had. What's the gate? Hey, Alicia, what's the gate? <laughs> Yo, we might get. Yeah, we, we, uh, we sold out the garden, brother. But uh, yeah. So also, uh, just when we are recording this, um, this is. Okay, I don't remember the date, but it's in the March nineteenth. March nineteenth. Um, Scott Hall passed away this week, and um, yeah. just uh, yeah. rest in peace, Scott Hall. Um, I hey, fucking yo. loved Razor Ramon mm-hmm. so much. Nobody was as fucking cool in the ring or with his character than Razor Ramon and Scott Hall. Like he was yeah. the fucking coolest dude, great yeah, if wrestler, you, if, if you and remember. I fucking loved him. And sad about his struggles and his demons got the best of him. But God damn it, we got like ten more years. With Scott mm-hmm. Hall that we really should have. And really, the Dallas that, page. That's the thing. The uh, yeah, the uh, the redemption of Jake the Snake documentary. There's a, a heavy portion of it. it. It revolves around Scott Hall also coming in there, and you really do get to see him get that life, you know, put back into him. And we did get more time with him than who knows. But also, it's a story told too often of wrestlers hearts failing, young substance abuse that gets honestly like promoted by the company for them so they can keep wrestling week to week. It's just another sad story of someone going before they had to, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know the, that, that documentary, that DDP, uh, redemption of Jake, the snake is a glorified ad for DDP yoga, but it's really emotionally <laughs> satisfying to watch. And it's, it's, it's good. very, uh, it's very, very emotional. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, RIP Scott Hall. Um, and yeah, that's, that's it. So thank you all for listening. Shawn Michaels is the greatest wrestler of all time. Uh-uh. And WrestleBoys316 says, what's your favorite song about being addicted to the shindig? <laughs> <laughs>